Tristan with Nerdette's Newsstand, and we are going to talk today about Jupiter's Legacy Requiem. Now, this is the third installment from Mike Millar. He is doing kind of a final installment to the Jupiter's Legacy whole issues. Now, this is one of my favorite comic books ever, 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 ever. So, going into this, I was extremely excited. I can't say that coming out of it, I was as excited as going into it. Now, before I get into a spoiler review, there's a lot of great things in this. And I do believe that um, that he can do the job that he did with the original on this one. So I'm trusting the process of this book. And I do like a lot of what he's done. The new art. Oh, I love Frank Quitely. I'll put that out there. But this is something completely different. It's very watercolor. It's very beautiful. It's very bright. It's very in your face. And I absolutely love every minute of it. I also love that he did a dedication. And I will show you that here in a minute. I like a lot of what is going on. But I feel like by the end of this, my whole world was turned upside down. Everything I knew about Jupiter's legacy was turned upside down and just kind of shaken out. I was like, why? What are you doing? Please, no. Like, this is one of those series. Everyone can form emotional attachments to certain characters, right? And this is one of those series that I've definitely formed an emotional attachment to. Like, we're going to see Jason, which is Chloe and Hutch child, first child, right? And seeing him older, I'm like, oh, my God, he looks like his grandpa. Like, ridiculous. I know I'm ridiculous. But that attachment has been formed for a long time. I've read Jupiter's Legacy so many times, probably six or seven times. And I just started it again this morning. I actually read Jupiter's Circle, Volume 2, started reading it. Just because I love the ending of that, where you see the separation of Sheldon and his first wife. And you see him donate all his money to charity. And then he's like, well, that's not good enough. I'm going to take and buy a present for every single per every single child. And he literally becomes Santa like those parts get my heart going. Right. So I love that's probably my favorite arc in that. But this is something a lot different. And I like it. It's just. You know what? Let's just get into it. So spoilers, we're going to take a look at Requiem. And it is number one. I probably will cover the whole series if you guys are interested, just because I love talking about this. I love this comic. Um, And, and, and I think, honestly, I think it's going to end out good. I really do. I just, every when, when everything you know changes, it kind of is like a shock factor, right? And, and Mark... <laughs> Millar loves doing that. So the art is by uh, Tommy Lee Edwards. And um, there is a little bit of the, I think it's the dream sequence by John Paul Leon. And that's the dedication that he did because John Paul Leon is now no longer with us. But I will say right away, I did like, um, I'm trying to see who here, who did the, um, the lettering. Because there was this very weird point in the lettering, and you'll see it right here, um, that some of the words were more bold than the other John Workman. I liked it. It actually worked a lot. It's something I do with my titles where I'll capitalize words because I can't make them bold in a title. And I actually 
really liked it. So let's get into it. So we see Chloe and Hutch, and of course, they are getting married. This is what happened right from before. And um, we see that not only did they have Jason, look at Jason, he's so cute, um, but they had two other children. And, um, and they're kind of just having fun. And I love this right here. Of course, it didn't. <laughs> I love it. Of course, it didn't fucking last. Because during the whole thing, they're like, you know, the daughter of the greatest hero, the son of the greatest villain. Of course, they won't fucking work out. So I love that kind of little throwback there. But it worked out. It didn't work out at all. And that's a shame. At first, I was like, no, 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 no. But I, I got used to it. I got used to it. So we see this um kind of manipulation of the weather start out and this is the uh, new utopian so we see jason their son become the new utopian and i love that i love it and he looks so great um and this is where he's at but in las vegas we're gonna flash forward to the future let's start there 2051 is where this is going to take place so we see las vegas everybody is you know, there's a weather catastrophe. And we go to uh, Frankenfurt, same thing. We go to Australia, fires. We go to Japan, there's another one. And they don't know what is going on. And then we have this um, the person, and I don't know that they ever really name this villain here. They may. Um, actually comes over and he is the one that is doing it. He is, he's manipulating the weather and saying, look, I did this in a matter of minutes. Can you imagine what I would do in a week? I just, I just buried four cities. What could I do in a week? I want, you know, a trillion dollars. So um, then we see Jason come in and I really don't like here how it's labeled son number one. And I get it. I get that. That's why, um, because they're going to reveal that he's in the utopian, but I, it's like kind of demeaning, right? Like, you are son number one. You are son number two. So we see Jason and he starts going through and you see him. He's fixing all the mistakes that we saw the weather chaotic person go through and do. I wish they would have named them and maybe I missed it. Maybe they did. But even so, he goes through and he, he, he kind of tries to save as many lives as humanly possible. And then he's like, well, you know, you did all this. What if I brought um, a tsunami to New York? So he heads to New York, and that's actually where we see son number two. And again, little demeaning, but I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to make it clear because we haven't met these characters as adults. They're trying to make it clear that this is Jason, that this is um, the next son. And then, you know, that they're going to, it's going to eventually show the daughter here. But um, he's having a protest. And because it's in, you know, 2051, there's a lot of different technology available. And I really think it's cool how they have these like holograms, you know, justice for the Uyghur Muslims. They have these holograms posted up over New York City. And you see him talking and this is where I really have the issue is um, this is Jules, I, but some of the characters fly in and out so fast that you are like, okay, I've read Jupiter's Legacy. I've read them all multiple times, all of them. Some of them I was like, who? What? Like, 
if I'm confused, you're going to be confused. So as far as recommending this goes, I if you have any interest, I recommend going and reading Jupiter's Legacy, Volume 1 and 2, and then Jupiter's Circle, Volume 1 and 2. So this takes a niche market of comics and makes it even more niche, right? So we have Otto, and I um, that's the sun number two, right? And we see Jules a little bit, and we see some of the other characters that are within the Union now. Now, they don't do a good job of introducing them. They don't do a great job of exposition to explain who they are. They're in, they're out, and that's it. So they're basically, you know, looking up at Utopian, like, oh my God, look what he's doing. He's saving everyone. Um, he's really perfect, isn't he? Yes, he definitely is. So he said he's the bane of my fucking life. <laughs> Otto, his uh, younger brother, right? So um, we go through and we meet some of the other characters now. Uh, it, it, here's some exposition, and, and I do like that. They talk about 40 years ago, uh, the superheroes took over the world. And I think it's important to mention, if we're talking about, you know, Jupiter's legacy, um, Dr. Jack Hobbs in, I believe it would have been volume, no, it would have been Jupiter's Circle, volume one, or volume two. He talked about why this couldn't work why these superpower beings could not work because eventually people would breed and it would be so it, there would be no more villains or heroes there wouldn't be a normal heroic person you know it would be eventually bigger better bigger better bigger better and it would eventually be the downfall of the entire world and i think it's funny that we're kind of seeing that come to pass in a way because we're seeing a downfall of society. And now we haven't seen, you know, Dr. Jack Hobbs. And, and I like his character. He was the one, if you remember, if you watch the show, he was the psychiatrist that Sheldon went to visit in prison. Did the same thing in the comic. So I, I think it's kind of coming to light what we're actually seeing from him. So they talk about how great everything is, right? Nature has been tame, crimed at an all-time low, hunger and pandemics are virtually eliminated, all with the collaboration of the humans and the superhumans. Kind of. Kind of. But we'll get there eventually. This was actually used a long time ago. Is it kind of a throwback? And this is what I mean. You gotta read the other ones. This is a throwback to when Skyfox came back into well, he didn't, but he was going to come back into in Jupiter's Circle Volume 2. Oh, this is so hard to explain. This is why it's so messed up. There's got to be a better explanation, but there's only five issues, so I get it. So this was always unreadable. It was always unreadable. And um, then, you know, that was a whole issue with uh, Brainwave, basically, messing with uh sky fox wife and then she went over to him and that's that ended up you know not being an issue so now it's back to being an issue and they need to figure out how to read it but they never could before and now they're kind of looking at it like hey maybe we can actually do something so this is the daughter right um i don't, I don't even remember her name she was didn't have a big part she will in a minute so we meet a few more characters and this is where it gets even more confusing yes 
Yes, <laughs> it does get more confusing. So this is sun number three. Now, I thought initially that there was two sons and a daughter because that's actually what it shows in the beginning. So there's going to have to be a better explanation. He actually didn't get any powers, though. Here's his daughter. Um, and, and then we see um, this is Chloe, right? Uh, she's still around and she's still being a superhero. She's still kind of explaining everything. And, and we get a conversation with, you know, the sister. There's, um, it's a family reunion, but it's not really because you have son number three and daughter <laughs> number one. And, and that's all that came to this family reunion. So we're going to go over to Sky Fox. Sky Fox is drawn so well. <laughs> I love Hutch as a character. And he looks like, Oh, I can't remember. I was going to save it the other day. And it's like a silver sable or something like a hot old dude like that. That's the way he's drawn. And I really like it. Well, they're, you know, going over to Hutch and he's kind of broke. He's signing different things for money. And they're just talking in front of him like he's not even there. He's like, she used to be married to Lady Liberty. And then they're like, well, I thought Lady Liberty was married to the president. Well, no, that was her first husband. And this was it. Like, he's like, can you guys just stop? I'm in the room. I'm literally here. So someone hands him this card. And he's getting sick of being at this, this Comic-Con anyway. He's like, fine, I know who this is. I'm taking off. A and he does. And this dude, <laughs> this is what I mean, like, this is somebody new again, right? So he goes to Madison Square Garden, which used to be the home of the New York Knicks. And it is now the pri private resident of the world's greatest basketball player ever, 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 ever. So he he, he goes in and uh, he goes right by him. I want you to look at the size difference when they show them right here. Like this dude, of course, was the best basketball player ever because... As supers kind of went on in this society, you saw not only superheroes being villains or heroes, they also became basketball players or football players. And all of the people that were just normal people that were good at sports and would end up being in the NFL, those people were kicked to the sidelines and you had super leagues, super league stadiums that were sizes of cities. And it kind of, you know, led to the downfall. But basically, he collects different um, superhero memorabilia, right? And he um, won Sky Fox original costume. And he actually offers him $20 million. And Sky Fox is like, nah, I'm good on that. He's like, why the meeting then? He's like, so I could just say fuck you in person. <laughs> I love it. So he takes off. Um, and, and this is why superheroes and why I keep going to back to what Dr. Jack Hobbs said is because this is ruined sports. It's ruined superheroing. It's ruined petty crime. It's ruined everything. So we go over to Brandon. Now, if you remember Brandon from the original Syrian, he was Paragon or he was the one that killed his parents. He was manipulated essentially by his uncle brainwave. And now he's getting released. Uh, unbelievable. But I guess if the plot needs it, the plot needs it. He has been converted to Buddhism. And he has now renounced all violence and pledged his life to the pursuit of peace. And, and, he, and he shaved his head and he's officially a Buddhist, right? Okay. So 
He takes off. He's let go. And we see Otto show up. Or son number two. And he wants help with his his message, right? And Otto is more of the um, human rights activist. He is the one that is was protesting from before with the Uyghur Muslims. Um, and I love that Mark Millar is not afraid to put that kind of stuff into it. So he wants him, you know, his help on the human rights issues. And he says, no, if you're talking about the attack on China, I have absolutely no interest. You're young and reckless and I'm done. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to do this anymore. I was actually shocked. You know, you would think as a Buddhist, that would be something you might be interested in. But he is right. Nobody takes on China and actually lives to tell. So Chloe and Hutch's only <laughs> Chloe and Hutch's only daughter. Right. Um. So what they're going to do now, this is brainwaves body. OK, they're going to extract brainwaves body. But for the only daughter, the type of power that she inherited was very similar to her uncle Walt, right? So she is able to access that memory. And they think by getting his body, they can access his memory and find out what happened. Because every time they went into the memory hold, they he doesn't remember what happened when they were actually on that island with the aliens. Now, there's a story that's been told that everybody was granted powers and it was wonderful, but they never, you know, really went beyond that. So that's kind of what they want to find out and that and hoping they can find out what that is, too. So first memory they go to is them on the beach and brainwaves here. He It's the first time he ever realized that men like to look at his mom and I don't know why that's going to be important, but he does say that I'll eventually, you know, you came back too early, Sophie, which is the daughter, right? Um, but it's important for some reason. So they end up making it to the island. Now, here's the island. They didn't show the aliens in the show, but even so, they uh, this is what they essentially look like when they were drawn by Frank Whiteley. So they go through. Now, this is a huge spoiler for the season, so, I, you know, turn back now um and, and they kind of see everything and they actually make it through and, and she's definitely having a hard time doing so and they see it oh my god this like rah! okay so sheldon goes up the story we've been told all along and this is where they're supposed to be gracious and give them you know their powers and and this is the aliens here and they grab a hold of them, they take them to these people, and they fucking kill them. So, as the story goes, when the Utopian and the rest of the people got their powers, they were originally murdered. They were originally murdered! At, like, when I, I read it in, um, uh, what's it called? Guided View? So I'm like, what is going on? Are you kidding me? Every single one of them was murdered every single one not only murdered but he ripped his fucking face off like are you what this changes everything everything but they of course aren't gonna tell you anything more about it on this issue because that would be too easy so we switch over 
When we search over, um, the, they say this is um, the world's greatest superheroes. This is their final adventure. Keep that in mind. Again, going back to Jack Hobbs, it's, it's just became too overblown. It is the fall of humanity. So we have this. Uh, I, I kind of ruined it there. Uh, let's go to one page here because it makes it more dramatic, right? Um, and we have this. Uh, I think it, his, I know his name's not Battlestar. I don't know why I'm thinking that. Um, I don't remember. So basically, we have him, and he's like, you know. Um, it's moving over 260 miles. Oh, powerhouse. That's what it was. Um, you're not going to be able to stop it. And he's like, I'm fucking powerhouse. Are you kidding me? I can handle that shit, right? I can handle it. Are you ready? Are you ready? (gasps) Ah, stand back. Boom. Like, (laughs) what the fuck? Like, I just didn't understand what was going on. And this lady's just like, everybody's freaking out. This lady's just like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why it's going on, but it's over. And and then you have three people in, you know, kind of jumpsuits going, told you. And that's it. And that's it. You have the death of Battlestar from the Union and a complete rewriting of the whole series because apparently Sheldon and Lady Liberty and Sky Fox and Brainwave were all fucking murdered in the beginning. So were they murdered and replaced with better versions of themselves? And that's why they don't age, but it really was them? Or are they fucking aliens? Oh, I'm so confused. <laughs> but that's what that like that's what makes it so good, right? I, I really enjoyed it. So let me know, of course, who <laughs> you guys thought about this, if you enjoyed it. I, I just was, I was shocked that they changed so much of it. Oh, I went back. Oh, well. I was shocked that they changed so much of it, but I absolutely loved it at the same time. So let me know what you guys think. I will see you in the next one. Bye-bye.